self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation con artists What's going on, people? It's your boy, Mr. On Point. And I am Calamity Red. And we are Conversation Con Artists, back for another wonderful, fantastic episode. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore On Point. And on TikTok at Eddie B. Talking and Eddie B. Eating. And I can be found on Instagram at Red underscore Calamity. Um, we're still doing the list letter portion of the show. So if you have a question, a comment, a Reddit letter, whatever that you would like for us to read on the show, you can contact us on the aforementioned social media or you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. And we do have some Reddit letters from Colin. Okay. We are back in person. We too. definitely are. Um, so this is the first. So last week was my fault. I got a sinus infection and it swelled my face up. <laughs> like bad. Um, it looked like she got beat up, y'all. It looked like somebody whooped my ass. It really did. Um, I had surgery to, to fix that and it just did not. It didn't do it. Didn't fucking fix it. Um. And I so, ain't gonna say she looked this bad, but y'all remember when Martin had the, the face? It was not that bad. Flat face, like no. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. I said it wasn't that bad. It was more like Will Smith on Hitch when he ate that um, shellfish or whatever on that day. Yeah, yeah. I it guess. was more like probably like that. I would say. Um, but yeah, it <laughs> my my sinus cavity on my on the left left side of my face was. Enough. And I, I probably did it to myself because it was hurting so bad before it swelled that I went and got my little uh, massager and put on my face. It felt so much better. But I guess it like <laughs> spread the infection. I don't know what the fuck it did, but I woke up the next morning and my shit was full. So. And that's why we didn't record last week. And week before it was when you were moving. You yeah. just moved back. So, so clearly... Because we're in person, everybody knows now. I just moved back to Alabama. That has no impression on your life at all, but it very well may give us higher quality podcasting because we're in the same space. We got the same mics. Mm-hmm. We're not doing it over Zoom. Um, it's still a transitional period because we've been doing this for over three years now on I know. Zoom yeah. or Skype, and I don't know how the commu- conversation going to be different. Like. It feels better to be able to look at you and talk yeah. like we used to do, mm-hmm. but but we do a lot of reading when we are on the show, so we'll see. Yeah, I think it would probably be the same, I would think, but uh, also, before we get into the letters, um, if you follow me on Instagram... Because a couple of you congratulated me because I did, did post it on there. So uh, I applied to the University of Alabama's Ph.D. program fully thinking that I was not going to get in. <laughs> and uh, I, I fucking got in. So there's that. Uh, now I got to figure out how to pay for it and f- find time to do it. I have the time. I don't really do anything other than work. It's finding the motivation more than the time. I have plenty of time where I could like do the work. Yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> Understood. Um, 
But yeah, I think Miss Cinnamon, there's a couple of people that um, congratulated me under that post on Instagram. So thank y'all. Um, we'll see. I mean, PhD programs take a long fucking time. So this isn't, this is a long beginning of a very long process <laughs> that will inevitably take four, four to five years probably. So, you know, it, it is what it is. But um, yeah. I had a lot of interesting responses to this as well. One being from my mother, who I love dearly. <laughs> I feel like I need to preface this with that. Um, she congratulated me like everybody else, but she was like, this ain't nothing that you or I did. You know, this is, you gotta th thank God. And I got really fucking irritated by that because how you gonna say it ain't nothing you yes there's nothing that you did yes i can accept that but there's nothing that i did you get the fuck out of here like you're not gonna take this from me and just give it to god like <laughs> that's not no we're not gonna do that i had to make the gpa in my master's program i had to write my statement of purpose i had to secure letters of recommendation I had to do the interview. How are you going to say it's nothing that I did? It was God and give all glory to him. That shit really fucking made me mad. I had to get off the phone because my mom is the kind of religious where it didn't, it wouldn't have even mattered if I had called her out and told her it felt dismissive of my achievements and like the hard work that I put in because she was going to just, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying you need to acknowledge God. Like it, it was just, there was no way that that conversation was going to go well. And I've just learned to pick my battles as it pertains to, especially religion and politics. I'm just not going to fucking debate people about that shit. I'm just not. Because people feel so strongly about it that there's no point. It's just going to serve to frustrate me. So, but it made me mad. Because I was like, what, how you sound? Like, I know you think in your mind <laughs> that this is like encouraging maybe, but it's not. It's dismissive as fuck. Damn, that shit made me mad. All right, you know, from read if you read the Bible enough, that you understand that somebody's life can be going normal as it's supposed to, and God don't do nothing but get them trials and tribulations. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like God is a lesson teacher from the Bible. Like, he ain't like he the daddy that's gonna, <laughs> you know, put something up too high and tell you to reach and get it and mm -hmm. figure out how to get it. You know, without the tools to be able to do it. Ain't no step ladder, ain't nothing. You just gonna go without it for a long time. Mm -hmm. And at the end, you're supposed to have a lesson from it. And the reality is, though, instead of saying, thanks, Dad, I appreciate that lesson, you'd be like, I can't believe that fuck nigga put that shit on that higher shelf. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a bullshit. And, and you know, again, there's fathers out here who do a lifetime yeah. full of that with kids and be like, no, they have to learn these lessons. They have to learn these lessons. I say mamas don't do it, but daddies really be on that, like, abstract lesson teaching shit that benevolent lesson teaching shit you know but you know my mama my mama did something similar in terms of me moving and you know i praise god that you got here and everything that you've done is through the lord and i'm like mama god didn't put all that shit in that truck <laughs> he did not <laughs> he did not i did and I don't know where, I mean, maybe God gave me the strength to go up and down them steps 30 or 40 times at my daddy's house to bring stuff up and down. Um, but realistically, I was so, I had to recover some days. Yeah. 
if God makes more sense to me as an abstract distanced, if he created the world, he created it. Calvinism would say that he created it like a watch. You know, when you get a watch, it's not moving, but when you turn that knob on it, mm -hmm. then it go forever. Mm -hmm. If if that's what happened, that makes so much more sense. But I can it, accept that. But it doesn't make sense then if that's the case for people to give him credit for so much, right? But that's their delusion. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if God is God is up there, like I I can't believe these niggas still giving me credit. I just I really can't believe it. I, that book, that book that they reading. With me in it, that whoever wrote that shit, genius. <laughs> I mean, I gave him the genius, but I just didn't know that it was gonna do this like this, you know. Well, I did know, but it, I'm, it's still surprising. It's still surprising to me. The levels at, at to which people go to give him credit for things, and I think part of it is that it gives people the belief or it helps the belief continue right because like truthfully when is the last time there's been a bible level uh miracle or some shit you know what i'm saying like the shit that's supposedly happening about ain't happened right so the only way for you to keep in your mind that god exists and he's continuing to do things is to give him credit for these everyday ass things that he doesn't have anything to do with because then you could say, well, yeah, that was God. So he's still, he's there. He still loves us. He's still, because there's really no evidence to other than your faith and your belief. There's no evidence outside of that. So I think this is the continue it going. <laughs> Maybe miracles used to be real. Maybe miracles used to be more necessity. Why but now God's stop? like, you don't need miracles. You got Tesla's <laughs> like, you don't need, you have electricity, bro. You don't need miracles. But you I, just need an outlet. A lot of times, though, in the Bible, the miracles were conducted to help to to convince non-believers, right? Like Moses was able to do all of this like shit for the Pharaoh, trying to convince him that yes, this God exists. Yes, you need to let my people go. He gonna fuck you up. Like it was, it was to convince non-believers. So but, I think there's still room for that. But <laughs> today, it would it would help a lot if he would just know. like do one big ass miracle. Everybody would be on the same accord. <laughs> It would be. But like, it'd be so simple. <laughs> also, if he had, if people today had to kind of let, like, if I had a staff that could turn into a snake, mm -hmm. I bet some niggas would believe in. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, there's still a benefit to miracles. So I don't understand why they don't happen because most of the miracles in the Bible that I remember were done to convince non-believers. It was people who believe saying God exists. This is how I can show you that he does. And then they do some miraculous shit. Right. It would help to have that now. There's atheists and agnostic and all these different. It would be so simple. One big ass worldwide miracle and everybody be on the same accord. We can stop all of this shit. All of these wars and shit. That be, it's easy. It's an easy fix. But this is why I don't understand this benevolence that everybody attributes to him because it is a simple fix. You could stop a lot of this bullshit going on down here with a simple thing and he don't do it. But why? <laughs> He just said, well, because he's not malevolent. <laughs> you seen Death Note? Mm-mm. Well, yeah. What's an anime that you seen that had a warring protagonist and antagonist? Only def the only um, anime that I've watched is One Punch Man. There really wasn't a warring protagonist. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> yeah, it is not because One Punch Man is stupid. It's funny, though. My favorite kind of anime is when you got a genius level intellect antagonist genius level um intellect protagonist mm -hmm. antagonist protagonist both of them 
and they're warring with the intellect. Yeah, but we're not genius level. No, 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 no. Who would be the antagonist and the protagonist in this situation? Hear me out. Hear me out. So, Death Note is one of them. I know the the premise, and I I started watching it. For anybody, Light can kill people with this book. Mm -hmm. And L is trying to figure out who is killing people with this book. Mm Mm-hmm. One is trying to get away from being found out. The other one is trying to find them out. I feel like that's God and, and, and Satan. That's God and Satan. We are caught, like, in all of those anime, a host of regular people living their regular day lives is getting fucked up bit by bit because they having this this thing. But what is the what is the war between God and Satan? What are they trying to accomplish? I don't even know if it's a war. It's like a chess game. <laughs> it's like a chess game with two people who eat dinner together. But there would be no reason for God to play it. He He's already won in the eyes of the humans. Everything that's bad is attributed to the devil and everything that's good is attributed to God by humans. So what would God's point even be? You didn't won already. What is he trying to win but, in the chess match? But that's how the most difficult to beat antagonists in movies be. When they just doing it for fun, when they don't have no but purpose. But again, that makes him even worse of a deity. No, I'm not saying God or Satan is the good or the bad ones. God, I mean, like, I mean, if a human did the shit that God did with an ant farm or, or some kind of colony of animals that they had, you're a fucking psychopath. Yes. That's what's just you're gonna be called a psychopath. Yes, because in in this scenario, you're gonna have to kill him. You're going to have to allow some to have food and others not to have food. Mm-hmm. You're going to allow some that get all the cheese who don't deserve the cheese and some of them who deserve the cheese to barely have any. You're going to have to do a bunch of shit that is not conducive to being perceived as a good entity. So it do feel like Christianity is more akin to a Stockholm syndrome. It's like <laughs> we have to be nice to our captor because we might get some treats at the end. It's, that's what it is it blows my mind like and and again i know that my mom didn't be anything negative by it but like it just doesn't make any sense to say that you just can't attribute everything to him i'm sorry you can't like in even within the bible there's a verse that says faith without works is dead so obviously you got to do some shit <laughs> at a point like I don't know. I religion just and I've heard recently some people saying some things that just really the level of acceptance in things from people in the things that will make okay. Cause you're right. Some of the things that people attribute to God, if this was a human doing this, they'd be all kind of toxic. You'd be we'd be telling them that you're being gaslit. Like it would be problematic. But because he's a deity, it's okay. And we not only accept it, we welcome it. <laughs> it just doesn't. I it's I can't. But so yeah, she uh and again I didn't even I, I haven't even brought this up to her because I know her level of faith. It'll just piss me off. Um we had arguments about this when I like I since I've been a kid, it, I've always been help me understand and nobody can ever help me understand. That's the thing. It's like you can't explain it to me. You can't tell me just bleed. That's not help. I. That's not how my brain works. I need you to explain it to me in terms that make sense. 
and something that's tangible. You can't do that with religion. And when I would ask questions about why, the answers that I would get would be, well, you don't question God. We don't question God. I'm not questioning God. He ain't here. I'm asking you because you don't want to tell me this shit. So help me understand it. Other than just telling me I should just believe it just because that doesn't work. I can't accept that. I'm sorry. I know this is going to be hard to conceptualize, but let's say that God is real Mm -hmm. and God revealed himself to you. Okay. And communicated to you that he is real. Okay. Do you feel like, I know there's a component of you have to have that experience to fucking, for your brain to shift to be like, nah, okay, this is real. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it would be easy for you to shift into a life of accepting that he's real and doing the stuff that he has to do in the Bible? Or like you're going to continue to live with the risk of going to hell because... <laughs> His revealing himself to me would also have to come with us having a conversation and some of my questions being answered. Like, okay, you real, but like, help me understand. Because if you are going to have me doing this shit, cool. But I need to know, I need I need a better understanding. So I don't think he'd ever reveal himself to me. That's fair. That's fair. Because <laughs> I'm going to be like, listen, just to be certain, you, you told Abraham to kill his son. And then at the last minute, you said, don't do that. And is that what happened? That how, bro, they got the story wrong. That's not how they did it. I would have to, like, you would we, need those justifications yes, for him I to would. be like, listen, the Bible is 25% real, <laughs> 75% kings manipulated that shit. Yeah, uh, 75%. There's a bunch of books that they didn't put in it that explain some shit. 75% they left a lot of women out of this motherfucker, and I, I want the women that I created to be in there. So, 25% of the Bible is, is, is realish in the sense that these things did happen. Yeah. But then it's like a story of telephone. The retelling of all of these things have trickled down into some shit that it's not what it is. I could accept that. Like, if we could sit down and have a conversation and some of these things, and you could help me not believe, not feel like you're just a side. Because your existence doesn't negate the other bullshit, right? Because now I just believe you exist as a psychopath that's just fucking with humans. <laughs> so, I would still need, like, you exist. We got that part. Help me understand what it is you're trying to do. Because from my perspective as one of the humans being impacted by the things that you're doing, it just seemed like you just fucking with us. Yeah. And I don't understand why, if you're supposed to love us, how, what, what kind of love is this? <laughs> so I would need, we would, it couldn't just be a reveal. We would have to have a, like a, a, and it wouldn't even be yesterday. Um, the public's up here by my house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a white man standing out there with a loudspeaker screaming religious stuff. Just standing on the corner telling everybody that they need to be faithful and repent and just yelling. And sc- Even if God revealed himself to me, we had a conversation. I believed in him. I would not go then and be trying to convince other people. that If that was one of his ask of me, I ain't going to be able to do that play. Gotcha. That I would not become like, uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, um, fuck, what are they called? The little white people that go to like Africa and um, missionaries. Missionaries. I would not become a missionary. Okay. That would not be. Nah. So before we move on to Collins' letter, letter, we both gonna answer this. Okay. You can ask God one question, and He is a hundred percent going to tell you the truth about it. What question are you asking? 
Um, only one. I I got a range of questions, and you can put a range of things that yeah. you would ask that you want to know. So let's. So one thing that I would want to know is, do we come back? Like, what happens to oh, when us we die? after we die? Is there? Do we come back? Is there an existence after we gone that we still feel? like an existing presence mm -hmm. or is it really just no existence anymore? It's, it's done. I want to know that for one thing. I want to know why, why do we exist? Like, why did you like, is it like, so I got my Sims game queued up <laughs> in the background. Is it that, is it, is it that we're like little dolls that is just for entertainment? Like I was, what, what made you want to create humans and then allow i don't know if allow is the right word i guess because he free will and all that but like create humans and then stand back and watch all of the like you know 400 years of slavery holocaust like, like atrocities like made fucking ham like not like the day-to-day -day motherfuckers getting killed in birmingham kind of shit but i'm talking mass fucking the people that have done did mass murders in the name of religion like all of that why i would want to know why the death after they i, I don't you know i i guess knowing i wouldn't want to know because if he tell me we come back and i gotta come back at some bull i don't want to know that i still like to probably be surprised about the death thing because if i know and it's some bullshit i'm just gonna be dreading it for the whole rest of my current existence i don't think i want to know that <laughs> Because if it's something good, then you got something to look forward to. But if it's bullshit, then you're just going to be like, well, goddamn, I'm going to be an ant one day. Or I'm okay with being an ant. Or I'm okay know. with being whatever I would be next, knowing that there will always be a next. I'd be okay with knowing that piece. I'd even be okay with it being just this eternal darkness. I'd be okay with that, too. I'd be just... I, I've what I won't be okay with is that actually, to be honest, is that actually being a heaven and a hell. <laughs> Why? I, I just feel like that's it's just another, it's like another capitalism. <laughs> it's like heaven is the 1% and hell is like everybody else. Well, it, that's if you could buy your way in. But if it's based off of like whatever well, you know fuck. only 144,000 people supposed to get in heaven. Suppo that's by Jehovah's Witness. But I'm David. just saying, <laughs> even so... I wonder what is the actual percentage of people that are good enough to get into heaven versus the people that go to hell. It, I get, I get you to know that you would have to know what the conditions were to get in, right. and I don't think we know enough. I know, I know, I think we know what people tell us and what religion would say based off of the Bible. But I don't think we truly know what it is because at the end of the day, my understanding is if right before you could have lived the most terrible fucking life known to man. If if before you die you repent for those sins you get into heaven, far as I know, <laughs> that you could be repent. That's why Jesus died was for that get out of jail free ticket, as it were. So like, if that's the case, then long as you got the time, like I mean, if uh, we gonna talk about somebody that got swooped up in a fucking you know plane engine, he ain't have time to repent. So if he didn't live right, he probably went to hell. But like if you got like an illness, like I got cancer and I had like all this time knowing I was gonna I can repent my ass off for all the things I did you know up what? until a point. <laughs> when I first heard about the idea of repenting mm -hmm. nobody said that it had to be like meaningful and it had to be genuine and you had to believe they it. don't say that. Well they just... that's come to be my understanding of it. Like 
because I used to go to sleep at night like, I repent, bitch, <laughs> and just be like, got him, <laughs> got him, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like, but you would, I don't know, I feel like, okay, let's say Hitler level of, like, fuckery, okay, if Hitler knew, Hitler did know, because then he, he killed himself to keep from getting captured when, like, all of the shit was coming down. He probably truly did. I don't know that he regretted what he did. He probably regretted. There's a level of regret that I think would be there. And I think his repentance, he truly would want to get into heaven. <laughs> now, whether or not he was truly sorry for the bullshit, I, I probably not. Um, I don't know. That whole concept's weird to me. I, all of that, I just, I need to understand all of those things. And I know I can't get the understanding because humans don't have the answers. They just don't. Again, their thing is you just have, you're supposed to just have faith based off of a book that was written by men and translated. So we don't even know what the original translate that it was even translated correctly. And you're just supposed to like use that as your barometer for living. And this became a whole fucking session on, uh, religion, which was not supposed to. Be. This was not <laughs> just, the intention. Y'all. I just wanted to comment on the the fuckery that my mom said when I got in to uh, this with this PhD program. But it, it neither here nor there. Um, I got in. Is a <laughs> long story short, and now I gotta like research scholarships and fellowships because I gotta get it paid for in order for me to be able to go. So getting in was cute, but uh, I gotta pay for it. Congratulations. So, thanks. And I feel like I'm going to take credit for it, for a piece of this. <laughs> you know, clearly, after this, you're going to do everything. But the decision, I feel like you were at some philosophical I was. I wasn't going to apply. Yeah, I wasn't going to apply. And I told her, one, they need some black people. Yeah. Two, they need some black women. Three, a black woman with red hair. You already what know she red? out there. Oh, I was like, what is it? Because you said that before and I was intending to ask you. What is the red hair? It, it's doing? because it, it's your open willingness to oh. not conform to society. So oh, what okay. does that look like in a black woman in a psychology program? Okay. That that had to be what somebody thought. Like if a oh. motherfucker, if I was interviewing somebody and a motherfucker came in there with a neck tattoo. Mm hmm. I, that's what I would be thinking. Clearly, he has the qualifications to be in this room. Yeah. You know, and he has a life that forces him to not conform or either he has the trauma that he wants to show the world whatever his pain is. Mm-hmm. I would be thinking of it like that. I'd okay. be like, this this motherfucker, it, way different than a Becky that walking there with a pumpkin spice fucking latte to put on the table. <laughs> i tell you that right now. <laughs> oh, I was going to ask you that when you said it. I was like, because all the other things, I was like, yeah, yeah. You got to the red house. I was like, what the fuck does that have to do? <laughs> <laughs> it, it makes a difference in my mind. Yeah, I had bright. It was bright that day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that I did the interview, so they know what I look like. I had to interview with them, but yeah, man, we'll see. I'll, I'll keep, you know. Again, this is a four to five years fucking thing. So, like, you know, if I actually get the money to go, I'll keep y'all updated <laughs> as far as that. But like, once I get in, there's really not going to be just fucking classes and writing essentially a, a whole goddamn book, a dissertation. The the dissertation ain't gonna be bad. It's not gonna be bad. By by the time and I'm picking this up. I don't know if it's insecurity showing up or just a desire to understand and know more. 
But listening to a few people that I follow on TikTok, one of them is named Professor Odie, Pan-African psychologist. He went to a psychology program that centers African, the African experience. It's, oh. it's an HBCU. Um, and then Donnell Rice, who uh, is a theologist who deconstructs Christian, helped de- deconstruct Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, and Donnell Rice, his dissertation was on hip hop. It was the correlation between hip hop and theology, how okay. much hip hop theology is in, within hip hop. But by the time you get to the point of writing your dissertation, mm-hmm. the amount of things that you've read regarding all of that is going to be secondhand knowledge. It yeah. is, is, it sounds like right when you don't have the knowledge, yeah. <laughs> the idea of writing a fucking hundred pages, something uh, yeah, it's, is tough, but like, bananas. 40 of them pages going to be straight out of your brain. Yeah. And the other 60 pages is going to be your take on other people's information that you get from other places. Yeah. But at the end, just listening to them talking, I'd be like, this is what it looked like when you know some shit. Yeah. This is what it looked like when you know some shit. And so that's, and, and you know, I am not in a position where I know some shit from an intellectual mm-hmm. reading, writing perspective. Uh, but I I have my uh, inner community family working experience mm-hmm. along with the readings that I've done to kind of really validate some of those perspectives. But I don't know shit the way that they know shit. And I don't know shit the way that you going to know shit about say, whatever you're... I don't your, know shit right what I'm now. Saying, I'm not going <laughs> to know shit the way that you're going to know about the shit that you write your dissertation about. Because by the time you get there, yeah. you're going to be able to spew that shit in your sleep. You're going to be having dreams about telling niggas about that shit you finna write about, you know? That's why you have to make sure you choose something that is going to be either yeah. relevant to the world and society so that you can always have a place in utilizing that information yeah, or something that you inherently value. And I think with Donnell Wrights, I think it was both of them. Yeah. He he was like, I'm going to choose hip hop. <laughs> like, what what's the best way to have a, a dissertation to be able to talk about Biggie, Pac, Jay-Z, and all of these people and, and say that, yes, I've done extensive research listening to the Black Album 17 times. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what I told them my proposal was going to be on was racial disparities in um, health care as it pertains to black women and the infant mortality rates mm-hmm. and how that impacts mental health. That's the generalized, you know, obviously I'll have to nail it down, but that was what I told them and what I think it will be. So mm-hmm. we'll see. But yeah, is that something that you desire to do? Is that just a thing that's going on right now? Um, a little bit of both. Um, I have had clients recently within the last year or so that, um, have either miscarried or had stillborns and they, part of the issue is they feel like they weren't listened to by the doctors. Like they felt like they knew something was wrong. They tried to express it and they were not paid attention to, Mm -hmm. um, and so I do think it's a legitimate issue and it does have, I mean, you know, trying to do therapy with somebody that lost a fucking child is trash. <laughs> it's so. So when I was in grad school, I did a uh, project, my poster session. Mm-hmm. When you're in a graduate program in psychology, at some point you got to go to a conference and do a poster session mm-hmm. where you put up a topic. Mine was on 
three different things intergroup anxiety which is the anxiety that one person gets engaging with another group so it's like when you have a white person that come to engage with a group of black people mm -hmm. there's anxiety that that individual experiences yeah. that stereotype threat which is the assumptions that we make about other groups and how we feel threatened by those things mm -hmm. for example the stereotype that the asian community is good at math and how we may look at that stereotype if we adopt it and think that we're inferior to an asian person as it pertains to math or another culture may look at us and be feel inferior because we be dancing and shit <laughs> and even though we can't all dance but you know no, we cannot all dance. and the other one was oppositional culture theory. That is the acting white accusation. Oh, okay. Um, which doesn't exist just within black people, but you know, you wear Abercrombie and Fence, you got on that white boy shit like mm -hmm. that. Or it also exists within farmers and judges' kids in places where there's white, just white people. Yeah. It's basically a system where you have traded out your culture for some of theirs, and we do not approve of you for that. Mm -hmm. And it was a guy who had wrote a lot of psychology books. I can't remember his name at this point, but he was in a hotel with us the night before all the students. He came and just say, Hey, he was a black multicultural dude. And he was like, he brought up this thing. And he said, there's this thing. I can't remember the name of it. And he defined it. And I said, stereotype threat. Just coincidentally, my shit just so happened to be like that. Mm -hmm. And everybody looked at me like, wow. And he said, this guy, like he knows some <laughs> shit. Like that's how he was. He said, I'm actually going to come check out your poster session tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And he came to check out my poster session. And he said that there is so much space and room in doing this topic mm -hmm. that if you were to go use this, it's, it's a wealth of, there's a wealth of room for you to create a name for yourself in this field mm -hmm. because it's just, so that's probably what I would do if I go back to school, which ain't off the table, but not interested right now anyway i mean i ain't so, interested again i just know that the longer i, I wait the less likely it'll be to happen and i do know that teaching would be a long-term goal that i would want to achieve so i'm getting out of the way now because i know it that part is something i want to do i'm never going to want to fucking go to school yeah it's not going to happen i don't want to go now i wouldn't want to go two years from now i'm never going to want to fucking go it's just not going to be the case but this is like an end to a, a means to an end yeah as uh essentially okay but yeah that was such a long tangent of a yeah thing but let's get to calling <laughs> yeah we, we did a lot of shit in this period of 35 minutes all right colin sent us a reddit letter it says am i the asshole for planning on celebrating my son's birthday on veterans day instead of my husband's service all right Let's see what's going on. If okay, yeah. go ahead. No, I was gonna say, is his birthday on Veterans Day, or are you just doing that because it's convenient? Also, is Veterans Day? Oh, this is gonna sound like an asshole question. Maybe Colin can answer. Is Veterans Day as important to veterans as, as it, it is, is to, the, to rest the, the rest of the world who gets to, I guess, absolve themselves of? the little that they've done for the country mm -hmm. by saying, I, I'm glad you did it. <laughs> I guess it's, it depends on the, maybe the, the, uh, the soldier. I mean, I think maybe some people care about it a little bit more than others. And like maybe vets that experience more combat. I don't know. I don't know how, what that, it's going to depend on what her husband, if her husband's upset about it, then, then ma'am, 
It, I guess it just depends. But she asking this question, which leads me to believe that somebody has told her she's fucking wrong for this. Gotcha. <laughs> somebody in her life then said, "Bitch, this is not right." And and these are questions for Colin to you know give me some insight on too. Like, should I be saying Happy Veterans Day? You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, I say a to lot people that I know that I said so thank you for your service. If if I know that you, I don't go out of my way. But like if I know people in my life that have served, then I'll say that. But well, it, yeah. I've I've done that before, and it turned into a fuck America conversation. And it's like I don't know if I'm triggering trauma for people. Clearly, we wouldn't know you, whether yeah, we are you're not, not going to know so. what their experience was because mm. there are people that you know this country's everything to them, and then there are so because part of the reason is that America's history of taking care of people that have served for this country is fucked up. Like, it's so many homeless veterans and veterans with mental health issues that are unmanaged, and like we do not take care of our veterans very well. And so I think you a lot of times when you get that fuck America response, it's because. Um, it's because people the the country hasn't treated them well yeah all right let's get into it my husband 32 male and i 29 female have been married for three years he is a veteran of the u.s army and values his military service as a very important part of himself and his history he served for eight years before he was honorably discharged I mean I gave birth to our son, a male, nearly two months ago on November 11th. Wait, two months ago? So he ain't even having a real fucking birthday. Damn. It's one of them made up bullshits that people, he's three months old. Let's, 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 let's keep going. <laughs> it's a long way from his next birthday, but we've still been discussing the logistics of how we're going to handle future holidays now that we have a baby. My husband is very particular about those kind of things, and he really likes having an idea of how things will go a long time in advance. It finally came up that he had been born on Veterans Day, which my husband obviously, obviously knew, but I didn't know if it sank in at the time. I told him that I intended to celebrate our son's birthday on November 11th, and we could have our Veterans Day dinner the day after. My husband was angry and said that it's unreasonable to move a whole holiday when the whole U.S. is celebrating on that day and that we could celebrate his birthday the day prior or the next day. We still haven't come to an agreement. He thinks I'm an asshole for disrespecting his military service when the baby won't know his birthday is being celebrated a day later, but I think our son's birthday is much more important. Am I the asshole? There's an edit. It got complicated <laughs> because the son's birthday is actually on Veterans Day. It's Veterans Day. Okay, so Veterans Day is like Christmas. Like Christmas is always the 25th. So Veterans Day is always this particular. It's not like the third, you know, Easter is like the fourth Sunday, whatever. It falls on different dates. But a birthday is usually celebrated on the weekend. Veterans Day falls during the week sometimes. So she's going to throw a party for him like when it's during the week too his for his birthday. It's going to probably not be on that day anyway. But what kind of celebrating do they do for Veterans Day that you can't do one at the beginning of the day, the other one at the end of the day, or, or switch it around? Like, what the fuck kind of like? She didn't say what they normally do on Veterans Day. But clearly, everybody's in agreement that we can't do both of these things on the same day. Because she's saying that we should do Veterans Day the day after Veterans Day. And he's saying we should do birthday on the day before or the day after. I don't know. I guess it depends. Oh, why? I don't know why. Because, like, people that are born on Christmas celebrate their birthday on Christmas, but we don't cancel Christmas. Like, it's just, like, such and such was born, you got a birthday gift, but his also Christmas. Or, like, you know if your birthday's on Christmas, 
you probably not going to just get like a bir- a birthday party that day because people go to family. So like there's adjustments that are made when you're born on holidays. I don't know. This is a, I just, I guess it depends on what he does on Veterans Day. Is it going to be something that's going to keep him from being able to be involved in the celebration of his son? Like, does he throw a Veterans Day party or some shit? Like, yeah. how, what does he do for that day that's significant enough that it may take him away from celebrating his son? That's weird. And I don't know. can you do the same thing the next day? For example, if on Veterans Day he gets up with his, you know, uh, buddies mm-hmm. that he, you know, was in service with and they all do a celebration on that day with that day normally also being a day that you don't have to work or whatever. Yeah. You yeah. can't do that the next day, right? That so day. that's a consideration to make. So I'm really, and I don't want to just make this about Veterans Day, but I'm leaning towards the idea that there are certain allowances that can be made when a child is a baby <laughs> that, yeah, they won't remember. Because see, like, okay, last year it was on... So it's on the, it's November the 11th. Last year it was on a Friday. In 2021, it was on a Thursday. You see what I'm saying? So like, who's going to have a kid's birthday party on a Thursday? And you're not. Like most of the time when a birthday falls in the week, you have the party on the weekend so that he can invite his friends, as he gets older, he can invite his friends and stuff. And so it might be a mute point as he, it gets, I guess it just really depends on when it falls because it falls on different days. And you're not going to throw that kid in no fucking birthday party. Especially not when he's in school on no Wednesday after school. But he won't be in school on that Wednesday. When he gets older. He still won't oh, be in that's school right, on that that's Wednesday because right. it's a holiday. Yeah. But you're not going to, like, parents are not going to bring their kids. I would not bring my kid to a birthday party on a Wednesday. I don't give a fuck if, it, if I was off work. My off work in the middle of the week is not going to be spent doing no goddamn birthday party. That If Jimmy can't have it on Saturday, you're not going <laughs> Sorry. I guess I'm the biggest the problem then would be if it falls on a Saturday or a Sunday. Yeah. On days where you would normally throw the birthday party. This year, let's see what it is. Because this is a recent letter, so let's see. So they will be talking about maybe this year. Yeah, November of this year since the kid's two months old. So he was just born in November. It is on a... So it's it's on a Saturday this year. But the holiday is celebrated on Friday federally, where people are off work. So mm. it's on it's celebrated Friday, but the actual day is Saturday this year. Damn! So the government don't even give a fuck about celebrating on the actual date of its own. Well, it's the same way with like Christmas. Christmas and New Year's this year both fell on Sunday. Everybody got off on Monday for the holiday to make sure that people still got an observance where they were able to be off work. So they care. I mean, they would celebrate if it was during the week and you could actually let your employees off, but like. It's not, I mean, I guess it's still a celebration, but like, is it if you ain't off work? Because <laughs> they did it with Christmas this Christmas and New Year's. I was off Mondays this year because it fell on a Sunday. And so technically, you could have just celebrated it then and went back to work on Monday, but the federal holiday was the day after. I'm, I'm, I'm still going to call her an asshole. Um, not because of this dilemma. But the last sentence that she added on to her letter made her an asshole to me. What did she say? She said that um, he thinks I'm an asshole for disrespecting his military service when the baby won't know his birthday is being celebrated a, a day later. But I think our son's birthday is much more important. I think that's the fucked up part for me. She has just written off Veterans Day as something 
uh, is important to her husband because she's decided that her son's birthday is more important to her uh, instead of yeah i mean he's he's he a fresh baby you know how people are about them babies when they first get here she ain't gonna give a fuck later but like he two months old that's like the center of her universe right now he is the most important thing to her but i, I think couples need to practice the idea of understanding what what healthy things are to say versus healthy things are to, to think, think yeah but act upon and yeah. i'm not saying that she said this to him this very well might be a throwaway account that she used on reddit and maybe she never said that to her husband but i can imagine that the language that she's using to communicate to him makes him feel like she believes that the birthday is more important than veterans day yeah. because he believed instead of being able to say instead of understanding I understand that day is as important to you as this day is as important to me. Not this is more important. And we should both agree that this birthday is more yeah. important. Eh, he's such a fresh baby. That's part of, she's still riding high on hormones and shit. And, you know, biologically, they, you, mothers have to be like, he's everything. And it's a 96% chance they white. Yeah. So the baby is see-through. <laughs> You can see the baby veins and shit like a little salamander looking ass thing. I hate you. It's different when you got melanin. You know, we come out we come out glistening weird. in the sun and shit. They come out with the sun about to kill their ass. <laughs> what was her edit? <laughs> <laughs> this is the shit that be giving me in trouble. <laughs> what was her edit? My husband is service disabled and usually spends Veterans Day catching up with military friends and visiting a nearby veteran cemetery. Okay. He has lost friends in combat. Okay. I also think it's important to add my husband is typically very modest about his service and he is a wonderful father and a wonderful husband. His military service is something deeply important to him. And while I may disagree on how to handle our son's birthday, calling him a baby isn't fair at all. Oh, Regardless of the decision we make, I know he will respect it. He is generally very selfless, and I'm not going to divorce my husband because of a disagreement. Who said to do, like people in the comments must have been getting wild? Okay. But he posted this. Colin posted this to say for the comments, so we're gonna read some of those. So that changes things. He is not. If he has lost friends in combat, he, they get together and they go to the fucking cemetery. He is not gonna be in no headspace to celebrate nobody's goddamn birthday. Yeah. That's just not going to happen. So, yes, that is something that would make it difficult to celebrate those two things on the same day. He's not going to be in the headspace. Uh, He's going to be emotional. That I can't imagine, like, how that must feel for him. So, yeah, no. Uh, that does change it. And it, it makes more sense why it can't happen on the same day. And, and you know what? I agree with that. And I'm going to add, if she can put energy into helping him enjoy and get meaning out of Veterans Day, I think that will boost his ability to be the most present he can be for the sun the next day. Yeah. I think that if you look at it in a in a total as a total package, I think if she made her obligation to make sure he enjoys that day, it'll make sure that he ain't depressed or sad yeah. and doing it before that day will keep him from being in a space where he's preparing to think about these things that he don't want to think about. Yeah actually getting closure on that day and yeah. those times for the next day to be prepared would be in her best interest. Yeah. That does. So my grandmother died close to my mom's birthday. Like she died on like, you know, we bury people very quickly. So she died on like the 15th or, or like sometime in there. And my mom's birthday is the 20th of June. And there was like conversation about, um, 
you know, family members coming in when everybody was going to be able to get here. And my mom was was like, oh, well, if we have to do it on my birthday, we're not fucking burying your mother on your birthday. So that that's the thing that you like, we're not going, we're not, we're not doing that. Um, no. So either we're going to do it before or we're going to do it after, but you're not going to have to, for the whole rest of your fucking life, go and visit your, your mom's grave on your fucking birthday. We're not doing it. <laughs> we're not doing it. So we did not allow her to do that. And I say that to say, like, it's when you have something like that. And like I said, that's just, she was burying her mother. He's lost people, maybe even seen them die because he was in combat. And this is the day where him and his friends get together and they're there for each other and they go and pay respects to the people that he, no, no, nope, nope, nope. Can't do that. And you can't ask him to change that, uh, routine with his um fellow soldiers either like yeah that makes a big fucking difference as to like again why it should not be done he shouldn't be asked to do it on the same day yeah that's too much for him it's unrealistic what was these comments saying because they sound like they was being some assholes in the comments because like y'all talking about divorce like that's a lot for this (laughs) calm down (laughs) all right um, the first one says, not the asshole, and I'm speaking after service, serving 20 years in the U.S. military. God. Any veteran that will put Veterans Day above the birthday of his or her child is 100% the asshole. There's not one of my military friends that could even comprehend that. The next person says, ditto, I did 20 plus years, and I 100,000% celebrate my child's birthday over a Hallmark holiday. I don't need a whole day of, of thinking every single year. Most of my military friends actually hide this day. But, okay, so, again, this is, like, a situation where perception matters. In their mind, he's wanting to be uplifted on this day. And what is actually happening is that he is honoring the people that have fallen that he would. Like, he's not doing, he's not looking at it as a day that he's being uplifted in. This my yeah. day, so y'all need to, like, that perception. Very different. So, they, they looking at it from a very wrong perception of what it is for him. That's what it might be for them. It's just a day where people come up to them thanking them. But for him, it's a day where he's thanking the people that died. So, yeah, that's some bullshit. And this is the essence of the statement that I made earlier about how sometimes you can say thank you for your service and it turns into a fuck America conversation. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can say thank you for your service and they'll pull a fucking a, a picture of an eagle out their pocket and be <laughs> like, America. You know what I'm saying? It's the range of how these different people experience that shit. It makes a difference in the conversation. I hate when people try to justify or try to like, you want to make his point moot by saying, well, I was in the military for 20 years and I don't care about it. So he shouldn't care about it neither. That's cool that you don't give a fuck about it, sir. But again, his reasons for caring about it are very different from y'all. You cannot expect that every officer of of all these branches of the military going to feel the same fucking way you do about this goddamn holiday. Your response cannot be he's an asshole because he's not responding the way that I would respond also as a ex uh, member of the military. You sound like a douche just saying that. <laughs> like y'all sound crazy. We he- call that anecdotal evidence, y'all. <laughs> we call it anecdotal evidence. If if a research study says that seventy percent of you know, people eat carrots and you be like, well, I don't eat carrots. So I don't believe. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Okay. You don't eat carrots. You are in the 30% motherfucker. That still means that 70% of other motherfuckers outside of you eat carrots. Okay. So it's like, 
And, and, you know, I don't know if when people say that, like him saying, you know, I was in military service and I don't give a fuck. I don't know if he's really saying you shouldn't give a fuck too. Some people do that with anecdotal evidence. He may just be saying that as the fact that it is, but it also invalidates the other person's perspective. It's equivalent in this situation to me to saying, well, I have a black friend, so I understand blackness. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. You may and you probably don't even fully understand your friend because you going around and parading them as your one black friend. But you having one black person in your life that you talk to does not give you an up on blackness. Okay. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. You having 20 years of military service does not mean that it was the same service that this man served. It does not mean it was the same experience that he had. And it doesn't mean that y'all celebrate this fucking holiday the same. That's your experience. You can't speak to his. And you can't say that he's wrong because it wasn't your experience. Like, the people. <laughs> Not the asshole. It's kind of concerning that your husband wants to overshadow his own son on his son's birthday. The next person says, that's exactly what this is. I need an extra day to celebrate me. My son will see, just have to wait. Yep. Because y'all did not follow, ask follow-up questions to see, well, why is the day so important to him? You automatically assume it's because he want to be praised on his day and he don't want to share that with his son. And it don't even have anything to do with him in his mind. Mm. Dickheads. This one say, not the asshole. Yes, a birthday outweighs Veterans Day. What does he want? A discount at the local bar? Poor kid. His dad cares more about being recognized for shooting people than he does about the kid. Wow. Next comment following up him. I read the edit. All of what he is doing should be done on Memorial Day anyway. Veterans Day is for the living. Catching up with his military buddies can happen any other day. I wonder what his military buddies would think about him disregarding his son to act like a boot. So I guess the so going to the memorials of his fallen buddies are another question. Colin May can give us some insight. Is it a difference between what you should be doing on Memorial Day versus Veterans Day? Or is the fact that either of those days is a reminder of the service and the experience that you had relevant to who you are as an individual versus what the whole world is saying did this holiday is meant for? I just don't. <laughs> if you're, it's not like, <laughs> he might do that on Memorial Day too. Right? It's like, let's say, so, okay. Birthdays are usually celebrations of people's life. But when you're celebrating the birthday, if you, because some people still like acknowledge people's birthday when they die, right? Mm-hmm. It, that celebration is going to, it's going to be different, right? Veterans Day for a veteran that hasn't experienced loss, they might just be able to just get with their buddies and stuff. But if you've lost somebody and you're with other military people, I think it would be difficult to not think about the ones that you lost, especially if you were witnessing the deaths or whatever the case may be. So to say that you have to like, you celebrate both of these days, but one is for the living and one is for the dead. And you're supposed to, in your psyche, be able to make that distinction is unreasonable. Like, I, I don't know that our emotions work that way. I don't know that I could wake up and be like, okay, body. <laughs> Today's Veterans Day, so I got to be happy. This is the day where I celebrate all the living people and I can't think about them dead folks. I don't think that's how that shit works. And that is not how trauma works. I don't, I don't, that, I, in theory, that sounds cute to say that Veterans Day is for the living and Memorial is for the, the dead. But like, I don't think that your brain is just going to be able to like flick that shit on and off like that, which is probably why they all go 
and and go to the the graves and stuff like that's unreasonable to me <laughs> even as me as somebody that hasn't experienced that kind of loss hearing that sounds stupid memorial day is for the dead and and, and veterans day is for the living i mean okay <laughs> calendar wise how you gonna tell that man how his emotions supposed to be <laughs> how that works <laughs> <laughs> so this thread devolved into something that it shouldn't have gotten to. So I'm going to read the whole thread. <laughs> Not the asshole. I was born on Veterans Day and none of my military family members ever cared that my birthday was celebrated on 11-11. They celebrated with me. I find it really weird that your husband is holding Veterans Day at this, as this day for holy day for military. Um, When the whole U, next person, when the whole U.S. is celebrating that day. Okay, if you call getting a day off work and sitting around in my underwear watching Supernatural and scrolling, going grinder all day celebrating. Next. Sounds like a party to me. (laughs) Next. If it's even a day off work, it's not a holiday for us. We get an email from the CEO and an invitation for a moment of silence at 11 a.m. My dad is a retired Marine of 20 years, and I don't even think we've ever acknowledged Veterans Day. Next. Veteran Day sales did get me some good deals on new appliances when we renovated our kitchen. Next, man, I don't even get Veterans Day off work, nor do I get a holiday pay for it. I guess I'd celebrate if I got some dick from a cute dude on Grinder, though. Happy Veterans Where Day to me. Where are these gay men in the comments anyway? <laughs> Happy Veterans Day to me. Now spit in my mouth, daddy. <laughs> okay. Next comment. I, I'm just going to go ahead and say target audience reached. <laughs> this is what Reddit does, y'all. How the fuck did we get here from there? Jesus. Yeah. That that devolved quickly. Yeah, I mean, I you know, now understanding what he actually does on Veterans Day, I can see why it would be difficult for him to celebrate, also celebrate his son's birthday. I do not think that you can tell people when they are supposed to grieve. I don't think that you can say it can only be on this day and then the other day you're supposed to just be happy and celebrate all your living folks because you can do that on Memorial Day as well. Uh, that's unreasonable and that's not how emotions work. <laughs> um I think, and she's right. She, you know, she, they're going to talk it out and figure out something. That's what you're supposed to do as a couple. This is the, anybody in the comments that was saying that, oh, you need to divorce him. Bitch, shut the fuck up. You've never been in a relationship. And this is from somebody who will check out quick. This ain't a checkout thing though. Okay. I would not walk away from my marriage because we had a disagreement about this shit. We would just sit down and figure it the fuck out. That's not a big deal. <laughs> and I don't care who is listening that hears this. Red will check out faster than you. Yes. I will. She'll check out fast. I fucking will. If <laughs> you want to challenge it, come on to the show and let's have a conversation <laughs> about what your checkouts don't look like versus what her checkouts don't and look like. And I can prove it. Like, I feel like people. I'm her receipts. Yes. <laughs> I can fucking prove it. I'm not just saying this shit. I feel like people, like, I tell, you know, you date, you go on dates with people and like, you know, you get to know each other and you tell them like, yeah, you know, I. You know, I, my threshold is short. And I feel like other women say that and then they just like take and take and take. And so niggas really think that when you say that, you just like, you know, just talking big shit. No, nigga, I will literally not give a fuck about what happens to you in your life. Like, I won't care. I won't think about you. I will not be upset. I won't be angry. I won't be anything like I completely turn that shit off all the way. So with me being that way, I wouldn't do that for this. This is stupid. That would be a very dumbass reason for me to end a marriage because we couldn't agree on on this small ass shit. This is simple. Just have to figure out how we're going to do this. Not a big deal. So it's not divorceable. Not for me. Not this. I wouldn't get a divorce about this. 
Like, even if we had to just celebrate the kid's birthday. It's on wild day. that people still throwing out the option of divorce in the moment. Like, people are diagnosing how his whole personality must be <laughs> and how that must impact you and him as a family because he does this. It, it don't have to be that every time, y'all. You have to ha- have an understanding of people's perspective. Because, again, in the edit, immediately it cleared everything up. What he does is honor and like he obviously is probably not in the best of moods. He's sad. He's feeling negative emotions on that day. That just rounded it all the way back around. And all you had to do was ask a simple, what does he do on Veterans Day? Instead, y'all assume that he's sitting up in his underwear drinking beer, just not doing anything. And y'all just went ham in the fucking comments. Calm down. (laughs) Y'all are doing the absolute most. Relax. Fuck. It's too much. Y'all be doing the most. That that escalated unnecessarily. And then to devolve into grinder shit is just I'm confused. <laughs> I'm I'm so confused. But yeah. I think this is just something that they're gonna have to work out. I don't know that I you know, again, I she knew what we didn't knew and she still said what she said so that does kind of make her an asshole right because we didn't have that information about what he actually does and she did but also this a new baby and new moms are some of the most irrational ass people when it comes to their fucking babies they just are i hate being around new moms i don't want to see your the picture of your little wrinkle baby i don't care now i gotta sit up here and be like oh my god he's so cute oh, i don't know how you get anything done all day Oh, he's so cute. I really don't give a fuck. He looks like every other baby. He was swimming in fluid for nine months. He looks like he was swimming in fluid for nine months. Like, let him grow into his face before you come shoving phones in my face, asking me if the fucking baby's cute. Hate new moms. And white babies look different than black babies. I just... White babies look like old men when they come out. They look like a George Burns looking ass (laughs) motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, they look like fucking... uh, what them God. dudes named Magneto and uh, Professor X? Yeah, they that babies be coming out looking like them motherfuckers, and they have to grow into looking Let like a child. Grow into their face before you yeah. come filling the office full of pictures and running up. He, oh my God, he he opened his eyes. That's what fucking baby. And again, y'all, if I ever have a baby, feel free if we're still doing the podcast to call me out on this. If I get on here talking about all of the cool shit my kid does, I just don't feel like I'm going to do that because that's what he posts to do. <laughs> like, it made me all feel differently if it was my kid. I don't have an emotional attachment to a child or children in general. So maybe that's why I feel the way I do. But, like, people really be so excited about, like, he rolled over. All I, I can all get my I, dog to do that. Listen, <laughs> any of my friends or anybody that know me that have a, a baby, all I ask is that when you have a baby, you don't expect me to be anything different than I am. <laughs> don't expect me to say, oh, he's cute or she's precious. I don't use that kind of fucking language. <laughs> I'm going to say, damn, that baby look like a baby. Look, that motherfucker, little bitty ass fingers. <laughs> damn, it's been a long time since I've seen some little ass fingers. Now, their little hands and feet are cute because they're so tiny. And I, I think little things are, are cute, you know, puppies and baby hands and feet their faces are like they just look like they've been swimming in fluid like give me time 
or give them time to grow into their face and then ask me. And I'll give you opinion then. But like, I feel like all fresh babies look the same. And I've joked with a lot of y'all about babies. So if I joke about your baby, I don't want to hear no shit. My baby? Any baby. I'm going to joke about your baby too. Yeah, I don't care. Let your baby come out with some dark lips. I'm going to be like, that baby got them black and mild lips. <laughs> your baby your baby was smoking blunts in the womb. <laughs> burning them lips. <laughs> Lip tips. <laughs> I will talk shit about your child. I don't give a fuck. And if our friendship have to end from that, I will not lose any sleep. Don't bring your children around me. Bananas. Um, because I will roast them. Not because, you know, I'll do anything inappropriate to them. That's not what I meant. I think that this is just a situation where they need to talk it out. That's it. Yeah. It's, it's easy. They'll talk it out. It'll yep. be fine. Yep. Everybody wins. Yep. Um, now, if you, we can just finish the show with the stuff Colin sent us. Yeah, because we, I've talked <laughs> so long about religion randomly that they took us on. <laughs> Colin also sent us a, a news story about something that happened in Montgomery, Alabama. And this is what I was talking about, about not having time to repent before death. <laughs> Ground worker, crew, ground crew worker killed after being ingested into a plane engine at Montgomery, Alabama. Have you ever seen one of those, like something like I ain't seen a human do it, but I've seen where like like some luck or something on the thing. It the intake is so powerful that it's like seconds just. Yeah. And I think it does a human body the same way. So that's all I say. It he do. wouldn't even have no time to repent because he ain't even going to know what happened. He's just going to wake up in heaven and be like, what, what the, the fuck? The only time I even ever seen that is in the episode of Family Guy when him and the chicken was fighting. Oh, yeah. And that at some point they got to the airport and Peter was looking up and he looked worried and the chicken was like, what you looking at? And then he turned around and then the chicken was like, yep. you know, they got the little, but, um, it's quick. Yeah. It's fast. But it, it happens fast. So, a member of an airline ground crew working at Alabama Airport died after an incident in the facility. The National Transportation Safety Board said in a statement that a member of ground support personnel was ingested into the engine of an aircraft while it was parked at the gate with a parking brake set. I'm going to go to the comments to read, like, some insight on this kind of thing. And afterwards, I had a question that I thought of when I read it before. So, we'll see if it comes back. Apparently, it happened on arrival from what I read elsewhere. The standard is to have bags start to be scanned around two minutes after arrival, so ground crew is rushed to get the baggage doors open. Also, this aircraft had an inoperable auxiliary power unit. Aircraft usually have three power sources, the engines, the terminal went on the ground, and the APU. It takes time to hook up ground to power, and normally they cut the engines and use the APU while waiting to be hooked up to the terminal for power. But for this aircraft, they had to keep the engines going. Sometimes the pilots can shut off one engine, but apparently did not hear. Likely in the rush to get to the baggage door, they didn't take note of the engine approach too soon. Although the airport mostly sees smaller jets with tail-mounted engines, the Embraer 175 was one of the new wing mounted, one of the few wing mounted engines they would see, which are far more dangerous to the people on the ground. Now imagine this being like your first day at work or some <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? Everybody happy you don't got that good job at the airport. You've been trying to do it for a year. You've been down on your luck in your life. At least it's a quick death. Yeah, again, he that would have happened so quick he wouldn't have even known. He he didn't feel anything. Like he wasn't gonna have any awareness. Cause it's so fucking fast. Like mm-hmm. you just you just gone. Like I can't imagine being like the living people. That was a mess. Yeah, it's just like a like somebody had been through a blender. Just shot out. Just innards. 
wild. I would. I could go back to work after that. Fuck that. that uh. Mm. Um, that's unfortunate. The next one says, and this is just another person giving some insight. I worked the ramp crew for six years. I still remember in human factor training, they showed us aftermath videos of people being ingested by turbines or chopped into pieces from propellers. You never approach the plane until you hear the engine spool down mm-hmm. and see the fan blade slow down specifically to prevent ingestion and beacon lights turn off when they're working. Even at near idle, the top half of your body will disappear before you knew what happened. Shit. If you work running bags on tugs or work certain types of planes like CRJs, it's easy to forget. Ramp is a fucking dangerous place if you don't have situational awareness or don't pay attention. I've personally known half a dozen people that died out there and far more injured. Not to mention the shoulder back injuries and hearing lost baggage handlers inevitably be, inevitably get. I fractured my wrist and knee myself and I got off light. We just had a girl nearly killed after being hit by a lab truck here in Atlanta. Damn. In Atlanta, that's a big one. That's a big one, yeah. My government's airport's not that big. That shit is wild. Yeah, I would think that there would be safety precautions in place. Otherwise, people would be getting sucked up into the engines all the fucking time. So I wonder if this was, like, his error. Like, human error. You know what the question I was going to ask is? How much do you think something like this factors into people commit suicide? What do you mean? Like, this could be a pl- this could have been a plan. Like this could oh been, that he like walked out uh, like I mean I guess it's such a special you would have to work in that particular job to have access to that and nobody would ever know that it was a suicide no she left a note like Mm-mm. it would just be written down as a mistake an accident like this one was but it's like man I mean I guess it could have been that would be, uh, it's just such a unique way <laughs> i'm convinced but you know the thing that keep people from like there's a lot of people like if if there was a button that they could press and that they could die with no pain and it was silent and yeah but they pressed the button he still had to walk up to there to get close enough to get sucked in like i would chicken out that's too much that's not it's not quick enough as far as like it's quick once he got up there and it sucked him in but he had to, like, get to the point where it would suck him in. Mm-hmm. And that part is, like... But that that's the part of suicide where the person is driving home. They know where their gun is. They go, they get it, they take it out. Like, at some point, you're going to get to that point where the ultimate decision needs to be made of whether you're going to do it or not. Yeah, I guess. that's. I mean, I'm not saying that that was potentially suicide. I'm just saying that, like, there are things in this world that people could do that would mask over them having committed suicide. I mean, it'd be a great way for the insurance company. You, and without a note, you'd never prove that he did that shit on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, tell you the family will get the insurance. I mean, it'd be a, it'd be a, you know, suicide's terrible, but it'd be a good way, I guess, <laughs> to do it and still be able to leave things for the people behind. Cause yeah, you, without a note, you know, because that does happen, which is why they have videos that they show apparently in the training, like, don't do this shit, this is what happens. So, I mean, it happens not often enough. Yeah, it'd be, I mean, you know, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. Uh, 
And see, I would be the person that would be getting in trouble because I'm sure that they have to like get the baggage and stuff off in like a timely manner. But I would be the person that would always be getting in trouble because, bitch, I'm going to make sure that engine is fucking up. If you think I'm going to get sucked up in the goddamn engine because you rushing me, cuss my ass. <laughs> if I still feel like I hear that fucking engine, fuck you, okay? I will go when it's safe because I don't want to be confetti. Imagine still being on a, a very deep time crunch to get people's bag to the, you know, the departure, not the departure, but the arrival. After that gate. happens? I After don't think that. that. Like that. People spe- just that, got off that flight. People I, just got off. Yeah, Matter but, of fact, the people didn't even went off the flight by the time that happened. So, yeah, I don't think you'd be in a crunch because they're going to be too busy trying to figure out what the fuck happened, cleaning it up. Like, I don't think that they're going to be that worried about the bag. That would be one of those situations where people would be like, on tiktok talking about it's taking forever for me to get my bag i don't know what's going on like bitching and moaning not knowing that somebody just got sucked up in the or imagine engine. being on the inside looking in the window and you just see somebody just doop, just get sucked into that thing i bet you know how in movies and stuff now i don't think this would be me but you know how in movies when they see somebody see somebody die and they throw up or mm-hmm. they see it i don't think i throw up but i, I probably see some would people if I getting that it. kind of sick not from seeing him get intake like taken in but from the output i would throw up mm-hmm. because i'm sure it just splattered I don't a bunch think it of would. where the, it doesn't because just go the, through it, uh, it depends on what kind of engine it is i don't think all engines have a wait do all engines have a, a out to the back I don't because know. sometimes when you see those engines parts of the plane it's shaped it, like a cone where it's yeah. closing on the back but like on TVs, like where it be big ones, yeah, it do be something that come out the back. So I guess it depends on the kind of engine or the plane made. If I just saw him get sucked in, I'd be shocked with that way to make me throw up. I would have to have seen the after effects. Um, and that's another reason why, like, so that's one of the dangers that people um, risk when they try to, like, board these airplanes without paying and fly to places in, like, the baggage claim place. You got to walk past all of that shit to get under there to get in there. <laughs> One, you risk freezing because apparently it's, I don't know why you freeze in there, but people die from like exposure in there too. But also getting sucked into engines just to get a free flight to somewhere. It's not worth it. Not it's just not it fucking worth it. That's so, that's crazy. But yeah, appreciate that, Colin. Yep. You always hit us with some good stuff to talk about, think about, have healthy dialogue about. Anybody else that wants us to read something, please don't hesitate to send it. Mm-hmm. Well. You got anything else on your mind? Um, no. Not watching anything new, not playing anything new. Mm-mm. Anybody on here who plans on playing Diablo 4? I will be playing it's that. It's coming out in June. Anybody who played Diablo 4, holler at me. Anybody who played Ark, I just got back on. We got a server. Holler at me. Uh, we can get on it together. I will be playing Diablo um, 4. Diablo 3. I still play Diablo 3 sometimes. I just got it actually. I have it on Xbox and I have it on my Switch so I can just play it randomly. But I, um, Those kind of games where there's like classes and you can be... Uh, like a mage or whatever. Those are the kind of games that I enjoy playing. I like those kind of games. Um, yeah. Shooters and shit. I, nah. Mm. Resource gathering too. I've gotten into um, as well. But yeah. So the next time I play a new game will probably be when Diablo 4 comes out. 
until then I'll just be playing the shit I've been playing already gotcha so yeah well until we kind of next conversation we out holla holla